Welcome to Riley Hopkins and their amazing friends. My name is Riley Hopkins, and my pronouns are he and they, and these, to my left and my right, are my amazing friends. To my left, I've decided today, is the uh, the inimitable uh, Jeff Showtime Stormer. Hello, my name is Jeff Showtime Stormer, my pronouns are he and his, and I like hurt my hand when we did a clap right now, and I'm not really sure like how I clapped bad, but like... It like didn't land in the like this was not a successful clap for me like 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 technically speaking you know like not to go yeah. inside baseball but like technically speaking flawless clap like the line is there <laughs> you've got what you need it just like I feel like it shouldn't have had that much collateral damage and <laughs> to my to my other side my my right over here is another inimitable individual it is Christopher Bean Hutton hello I use he, him pronouns, and I feel like you could probably imitate me if you really tried hard enough. <laughs> oh, my my dear friends, I'm very excited to be here because we are in the final arc of Dragon Ball Uber. Our Dragon Ball, our Dragon Ball sequel series that comes after Super that we are going through as we play Kubrick by Rufus Roswell. Game's fucking good. Our game is good, but sometimes I just have trouble remembering what happened last time. If only I had some sort of individual here. Chris, can you tell me what happened last time? Uh, I bet Jeff can. Jeff, can you tell me what happened last time? Last time on Dragon Ball Uber. The finals of the World Martial Arts Tournament shook the world to their core. Yes, you're in. Go Ted. Trunks and Oobs squared off to determine who was the greatest martial artist on Earth. Friendships were tested, destinies were decided, and Oob claimed his place at the top of the martial arts pecking order. Facing an uncertain future and with questions of their true desires, Goten and Trunks drove off with Go with Oob staring meaningfully off into the distance. Where will our heroes' journeys take them next? Find out this time on Dragon Ball Uber. You fucking get it. Goten and Trunks hopped in a car and started going. They started driving off into the into the sunset to find themselves. They were spotted by Android 17. But before we get into the mucky muck of this whole thing, gamers, we do have some uh, arranging to do. I before before we do that, I have a point of order from last time that is going to both be a nerd correction so that nobody can question our uh, fan IQ. And also, so that it, yeah, it's probably not actually going to affect things much for Trunks. Anyway, so I was thinking about the Alex stuff, and I thought about something we didn't dig into. I realized we didn't catch something. So, in my head, because I'm a Vegeta fan, and, you know, sometimes that can be a hard job, because it's like, if someone were to really <laughs> dig into the show that hasn't isn't used to it, and were to interrogate it, they'd be like, you like a mass murderer. He's your favorite <laughs> character. The thing is, I've always... So, okay, Vegeta's victims in the World Martial Arts Tournament are revived at the end of the Buu Saga. I personally think that Vegeta knew that when he blew up people in the stands to get Goku to fight him, they'd be able to be revived by the Dragon Balls. Like, he was evil enough to do it, but I think at least part of how he justified it was that he knew these people could be brought back. Do y'all agree with that? That makes yeah. sense. Yeah, that yeah. Makes okay. Sense. Uh, so it's still a shitty thing to do, to use to use their temporary, you know, fear, suffering, and or deaths mm -hmm. as a bargaining tool with Goku, but they probably didn't experience much before they got blown up and obliterated and scattered to the winds but um so anyway that's all true but this means that alec if 
that's the case, his parents mm-hmm. would have been revived and there would be no Alec subplot. But what I'm saying is the way we fix our not catch is that somehow Alec's parents in the past had happened to have died and been revived already. And so Vegeta oh, yeah. and so Vegeta trying to have it both ways left Alec orphan. I, I like this. Um, I think spe- and it's specifically I'm trying to think of like when that would have happened. And I feel like there's at least one incident of like a character blowing up like a city that then had to be revived. Did that happen with the cell saga I mean, or something? The androids have fucked up a lot of people. I, I think Nappa just went around blowing yeah. motherfuckers up. So maybe it was even like, you know, however old they would have been. You pick, pick, you know, here's what we'll say. Pick your incident from the history of Dragon Ball Z that had a revival involved. And then you can say either there was them when they were kids or them as adults or teenagers, whatever. They died. They got revived. And then when Vegeta's like, it's fine. They'll all come back. Two people didn't come back. And that was Alex Perrin. Done. Easy. Yeah. Good note. Good note. Good note. In the actual episode, as it played out, Vegeta would be like, oh, but like they all came back. And then Alex like, not mine. You know, you fucking. Yeah, you do that. I think that for maximum pathos and uh, we could you could even really edit this into the last episode if you really wanted to. <laughs> I think for maximum pathos, it makes sense that it, it was somebody that Nappa killed originally. Mm. Like like someone like like in Nappa's, you know, mm-hmm. maybe it was even like. um Maybe it was even like the people that we know that Nappa like like killed are like the military jets and things that were sent to like stop them and Nappa like murdered them. Maybe it was something like it could have been that it could have been just people that they were blowing up as they went on their murder rampages like but I think that I I think that it works really well if it was if they were if they died during that Saiyan saga because that means that Vegeta effectively killed them twice and that they were like the ultimate symbol of like both Vegeta's carelessness, like Vegeta's like carelessness towards killing. And also to a certain extent that also kind of makes them like a good example of sort of um, a thing that has happened to uh, happen, especially in super where revival is sort of a not becomes like a non issue as the dragon balls become more of a comedic plot device. And this is an opportunity to kind of reframe that as, no, this is still a pretty fucking tragic thing to know that someone that you loved was killed, even if then you have to, like, grapple with the fact that they're back and that those feelings that you felt, like, are gone. And then to have them Mm -hmm. brought back a a second time is, like, horrifying. Mm Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. I think I think I think having having it be a double Vegeta problem is great. I think this correction is great. I, I have I, to issue another one because I'm looking at a list to fact check. I don't think they did revive like anyone that like Napa would have killed except for like, you know, their actual friends or whatever. They, they really not say everyone the Saiyans kill come back. I, well, I don't I don't I don't think they did. I honestly don't think they did. Now that you say it out loud. <laughs> I'm, well, well, something has to be. I don't know. Now we're getting like really deep nerd shit. Maybe maybe like. Here, like, let's 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 really, really fucking Kubrick this for a second. There was like a chunk of time. There's both a chunk of time in between Namek and the Saiyans. In between Namek and the Saiyans, in between Namek and the Android Saga, mm-hmm. somebody else could have gathered the Dragon Balls in that time. Like, yeah, like we could really introduce the Gosh. idea that, like, um, I was gonna even gonna say Alec, like, 
went out and gathered the Dragon Balls to bring Boy. his parents back. Well, we made How him. We made him. He? We made him. Oh yeah, we made him like a, like like a, like a kid. So yeah, like somebody could have. Like, somebody paid Launch to do it because we've established Launch as a professional Dragon Ball collector. Yeah, perfect. That works. I'm spending a token. All right, cool. We fixed it. Pothole uh, filled in. <laughs> Break a series of events reordering the story. All right. With that out of the way, do we want to do the who are the characters in this text ranking list that we have been doing? Or do we want to just move forward from here? Do we think it would be helpful? Because I know I know Trunks, Goten, Android 17. Mm-hmm. Ooh, those are our are four big ones. Yeah. And obviously the the specters of Goku, Future Trunks, and Vegeta will like stand tall over this. Mm-hmm. Is there anybody that we would want to bring in specifically that I can like, think we of like a couple from? other people that like we could bring in, like but in, in a similar way of just like the like obvious connection with like Android 18 and mm-hmm. Krillin and Marin, like with their connection to 17, and then you could bring in um Oh, who am I thinking of? Um, uh, Hercule and Majin Buu for Oob. Like, but that's mm-hmm. kind of the extent of it. I kind of have always pictured this this saga as being a small cast. Yeah, I think this is a very endeavor. small cast. There is one character I would genuinely like to add in, in part because, like, I'm thinking this out loud, and I feel like knowing that that, that suggesting the character from this particular uh, corner of the universe makes me uh, extremely one note. <laughs> And we don't necessarily have to include her, but like I feel like, especially considering they were the final four in the World Martial Arts Tournament, mm-hmm. it makes sense for us to at least consider Urine as like a, a person who is in this space. Here's my shtick. I imagine Urine as like 26, and I imagine Trunks and Goten right now as like 18. You know what that I mean? That makes sense. That makes sense. So we'll, I think I think that makes sense, and I, I like the idea of t- leaving her off the table and bringing her in. Like there's there's the possibility of a future saga where she continues to be a mentor figure to Oob, and I think that's an interesting angle to run with. So we'll leave her mm-hmm. off the table. All right. I I forgot that Majin Buu was already involved because we we established that um some of the poachers the injured seventeen is trying to stop are hunting Majin Buu thinking he's a hippo. Yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> so he's already in anyway. Buu's already here. So. This is the this is the archive the least expectation for the Same. least stuff uh, prepared for but yeah. I think we we start as the fucking camera comes down again or maybe not the camera comes down maybe it's simple maybe we start on a Toriyama ass car by a highway intersection it is not a concrete uh, highway it is a little bit more dirt it is a little bit more like a gravel maybe but it, it, it it's it's driven but not often um the Toriyama ass car, you know, you know what I'm talking about, like the very yeah. circular, very bulbous. Maybe, um, you know, the doors are open and um, it's not on at the moment. The hood to the engine is up, and um, <laughs> like there is, a, you can see someone's feet kicking out of like the back where like a truck bed would be, right? And I think that like they have run into a bit of tech problem where <laughs> Trunks is tr- needs to repair this car. <laughs> And I think he's like sitting there trying to remember like how his mom taught him to put a car back together. And he's like looking at all like looking at an engine and just going like, I don't. Oh, I didn't pay attention. Oh, no. And Goten's in the trunk and like, like, you got it, buddy. I believe in you. You Got it. But also not helping at all because he's a little bit of a dimwit. Yeah, absolutely. It was very much like. Trunks, you know, have that thought of like, why is he go to help, helping or 
because he'd just make it worse. And we know he'd make it worse. It's mm-hmm. fine. It's fine. He he Goten would come up out of a out of a like a cut and he would have like the camera would turn over and he would have like a wrench somehow stuck up his nose and need Trunks' help dislodging it. <laughs> Absolutely. But they've been they've been stuck here for a little bit, you know, and maybe Trunks finally gets up, give like gives up for a moment, like puts the tools down, hops into the 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 uh, truck bed and like sits on the other side and uh, Goten passes him water and they're like sitting back there and uh, it is like a sunny day. This is like a, a Midwest, like late summer vibe. You know, the grass is a little bit yellowing, but it's still mostly green. It isn't humid, but it is hot. I like this as an immediate, I like this as a first scene in this saga because it's like, we're uh, up to this point, we've been sort of just like, you know, like rah, rah, go, go ten and trunks, like, uh, young, young folks go find your destiny. And like the very first thing that happens is like, oh shit, our car broke down because one, we didn't plan two we don't know what we're doing three. We didn't tell our parents where we're going. Like, and it's just like the immediate consequences of young kids running off and trying mm-hmm. to forge their own destiny before they're necessarily they're either not ready or they're going to have to become ready over the course of it. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, like, do they try to fix this car or do they try to like go like, who needs a car? Walking's fine. We both walk. We, we I, walk. They also we can fly. I have a I have a proposal because they actually yeah. this introduces this is an opportunity for us to uh, like like this allows us that what, what the opportunity here is that it allows us to like establish the the crux of this immediately which is we know that oob has been like paying attention to where they like oob was watching Mm. where they drove off to which means that like when the so maybe what happens is like they're debating it and like they're debating it and oob just like like they get a shadow overhead that's like well, I brought a toolbox if you guys need if you guys need an extra set of hands and Oob is just like has effortlessly found them because to Chris's point, they can all fly and so flying is much faster than a car. <laughs> now, here's okay. I like I like the the thing of of these two kind of trying to like it's like we we know what we're doing and then running out and then the person who shows up to bail them out being Oob, the source of a little bit of like mm-hmm. you know, friction. I like I like that. I, I will say, though, instead that I don't know that Oob would necessarily have reason to, like, think ahead to bring the toolbox. And I'm almost more interested in, like, what if it's a thing where, like, Oob shows up and it's like, oh, like, you know, like, I was, you know, I was worried you guys might wind up in some trouble. And then they like, sees that. And then, like, the course of however long we want to make this a thing. I could see a version of this where, like, the whole saga is, like them going off into the woods and having all these adventures with Seventeen and growing and whatever else. And then, like, them ending the saga is being able to come back and fix the car like i that's mm-hmm. a that is a very very good like book end here yeah and and then that that allows them to continue on their sort of like road trip that they like at this moment are not yet actually ready to do like mm-hmm. so so i think it's i think you're dead on about oob showing up but he does not have the tools to to save them yet <laughs> Yeah, Oob, Oob shows up and then like Trunk says like did you bring a replacement or anything and he was like what? <laughs> it's the three of them. And the reason they can't fly around right now, the reason that they're on foot, it's cuz they're trying to mask their power, power levels. <laughs> I was going to I was going to I was going to put a flag on the play at some point in this and be like we need to figure out like how 
how we want to handle the notion that like however long this saga is taking place in chronological time they have families who would presumably notice they're gone and worry and so we can do a few different things we could do they literally just booked it from the tournament and Mm -hmm. after say you know 12 hours passes then their families start getting worried and then so there's a ver- there's a version we could do like that's sort of like that and where maybe like Oob is the one that volunteers like oh I I, I think I might know where they're going I'll go find them don't worry about it to the adults mm-hmm. and then Oob goes off and does that or there's a version where before they left Gohan and Trunks give some like excuse like a you know a Ferris Bueller kind of like fake guy in the bed to make them think that like they know what's going on but really they don't in my 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 imagination is that Trunks would tell Bulma and maybe even Vegeta I don't I think Goten would sneak out and then oob would potentially spill the beans about like oh yeah no i saw them drive off so here's my Uh, here's my pitch i have a pitch here that i think that actually if this is like the ending of the the first run of dragon ball uber i have a pitch here that actually also ties off one of the other storylines that we kind of built to and it's like a short little scene that plays off another one of those scenes we get the shot of Oob, who's like, oh, I didn't bring tools or anything. They're like, well, did you tell any? Like, did you tell anybody? Because we're trying to keep low. And he's like, no, I just figured I'd come join you. I figured I'd come hang out. And the three of them are standing. And then we cut back. We cut very specifically to Chi-Chi, like, screaming, like, my son is. Because I think I like the idea that Chi-Chi, like, immediately is like, my son is missing. Like, we were supposed to go home together. He is gone. I am immediately going into my son is missing mode. And then the what that the what that allows us to pay off is like Goku and Chi Chi like repairing their marriage together is like oh, Goku giving a great, sense of yeah. like of like he's probably like they've probably just gone off together. It's okay, you know, like if I need if like I can it also allows like gives Goku like a genuine father moment of like they can try like they're like I can tell they're masking their power levels. I've got an idea of where they are. Don't worry. Like, if we need to find them, I can find them. It's okay. And then you allow it allows Chi Chi to have this moment of like, I'm going to trust you. Like, we are go like like they have an actual dialogue as husband and wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in a way that shows that like Goku has been working on being a more attentive father, and Chi Chi has been working on like trusting Goku for who he is as opposed to who she wants him to be. I would also love to add on to that because I think all that is great. I would love to add that like um, Chi Chi kind of gets a glimpse into like oh yeah like there are things about this family thing that like because you're this like knucklehead constant fighter man that you would understand better than me where like goku's part of like like part of his like relax i think it's okay speech where he's like i i can sense their powers whatever he's like i think that goten maybe is just feeling some emotions after having like you know lost the tournament that's always a hard thing it was hard for me when i was his mm-hmm. age blah, blah blah and so then she's like oh like that's insight that like you know like you have as a as his dad the martial artist and like i and it's actual insight and not just like yeah i think it's fine yeah. and sentence yeah. it is elaborating right. on the thought process not that not that i as i realized i'm saying as i said all that not that not that uh he lost a big tournament he might be sad as all that insightful <laughs> but like you know what i mean like you could spin it like however yeah, you need yeah, yeah. to to make chiji kind of look at him twice and be like oh like that's that's true and and you raise a good point you know our son and like you did a good job of like walking me through that you know and and in order to pivot chi chi away fully from being stressed about goten being missing goku pulling out a little like hand like a little book and re- and like looking at it and going like and i was thinking we could go on a trip <laughs> 
That's great. That's lovely. Flashback to Krillin, Yamcha, Vegeta standing around trying writing Goku a script. That's amazing. That's Um, great. Now, I I also want to pivot to one other brief scene uh, playing off of what you said, Riley. Mm-hmm. I think we see this and we see Chi Chi go, you know what? They're going to be okay. Smash get to Vegeta smashing training drones going, he left without telling his father? He left without, he he thinks he can just leave? And Bulma's like, he told me where he was going. It's fine. Like, he'll be back. He's one of the greatest fighters on earth. He is, he, he lost that tournament. He does not get to claim me as one of the greatest fighters. He needs to tell me where he's going to be. And it just cuts to Bulma going, this is going to be a whole thing, isn't it? Well, yeah, Bulma's like, he's one of the greatest uh, fighters. And Vegeta's like, he's not even doing a half-assed job of hiding his power level. I can sense him right now. Like, you know, so like, then, whatever. So then you know where he is. He's going to be fine. He should have consulted with his father. I could tell him all the best vacation spots. <laughs> Does he need to check in with a king, Vegeta? Is that what he needs to do? Or can he live his life? Um, <laughs> one other thing I'd like to put on this thing. So I think that like, if, if we all like the idea of sort of the final image being the kids returning to the, the Jeep or whatever they're driving and, 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 and fixing it and then driving off again, um, I wonder if like the emotional climax that happens before that resolution is that at some point it has taken long enough that Goku and Vegeta do come and find them and they have to have some kind of conversation or reckoning with whatever we're doing with the characters emotionally, right? Whether it's a yeah. thing of like, I want to I wanna move. I want to stop training for martial arts and do something different. I want to, I just need a break for a while, blah, 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 whatever it is. And I almost wonder if like you can use that device of like the parents knowing where they are, but giving them space to then eventually be like, I've given you the space. It's time to come home. What do you say? And then they have a conversation that is like paying off on whatever we've been building. I like that. I like that. I like that a lot. So we're by the car. The car is dead. Oob has shown up in the, uh, you know, there is a, uh, they're in the middle of the fucking interstate here <laughs> going in all directions. Like the, the highway, they are on a stretch of land where they're not getting, uh, they, they're looking around. They're trying to figure out what to do. And, it, what draws them in one direction? You know what I mean? Um, well, just a brief little like uh, question of a comedic note before we move on. D- did we decide during the end of the tournament that we are kind of done with the Goten Oob? Who who does Goku love more uh, frustrations or like or is that still a piece we, of it? We Goku settled it for the audience okay. and like it was lightened for Goten. Because I just think it'd be really funny as a bit of like the second that Oob's like, hey, having some trouble, then Goten starts trying to push the push the Jeep. <laughs> Although that's, yeah. fuck, uh-huh. th- these characters are so broken because he'd just be able to push the Jeep. So, um, mm-hmm. okay, it, it, f- scratch because that. Because they're keeping the power level low. Yeah. You know? Um, Not to be a super dork, but I don't think they have to use their power level for physical strength. It seems more like energy based but here's what i'll say instead it's it's go goten instead of pushing the car is like oh no no we don't need your help like like uh i can fix it right now and it's like continuing to meddle with and trucks is immediately like, swatting his hands like don't like don't fuck with that and oh. like you know like like goten's basically he trying pushes to the car like that's something that's like we wanted to drive like, yeah, yeah, yeah how am i gonna talk with you if you're in the back i also want to propose uh the because the visual that i got as soon as you said he pushes the car is that like goten goes to push the car for and gets frustrated doesn't know how strong he is and just like crunches the back door of the car <laughs> steps back and goes oh right well we gotta 
gonna have to fix that. That's that's amazing because it just it's just even more that they're gonna have to fix by the end of it. Like they have to they have to get the engine working, whatever else they have to like, figure out how to get the the fix whatever they had did they messed up at the back. Like yeah. Then they. They fucking they they start walking. I think maybe there is a forest nearby. We mentioned forest a couple of times, and I like that. And there, there's like a bit of like, like a little bit of camping, right? Of like figuring out like, all right, who amongst us three knows how to build a fucking tent? Who amongst us knows how to fish? Goten knows how to fish. His dad taught him how to fish, mm-hmm. or his dad taught Gohan, and Gohan then taught him. <laughs> However, that played out. When the car broke down, they started walking. None of them knowing the way. Sure. Mm-hmm. 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 And they start moving in those directions and they start heading over there and like they they we cut to like an a little montage of them getting this area set up of like, well, how do we want to sleep? Like, how do we do that? Like, OK, we need a tent. We have uh, some supplies here. And then like we could even have it still be like super safe if they don't need their physical strength. Like they're breaking logs from trees and make a little cabin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, can I can I take us back a minute? Yeah. What? How does the conversation play out to where Oob is now joining them? Because if you're Go Ten and Trunks and you decided to go on this little like like best friend road trip, the guy that you just like competed against showing up and being like, "Hey, having some trouble?" Like it, something has to happen in order for him to get like right. involved in this. And like, so I'm wondering like how that shakes out amongst the three of them. Is it Oob saying something like? Hey, I know we haven't hung out before a lot, and I know we I haven't got a chance, but you two are really the only ones my age. <laughs> like I'm I don't want to hang out with the old people anymore. I I I I want to get to know you. And like that kind of genuineness. Building I, I think building off of that and then tying off the thread that Chris you introduced uh, a moment ago. What if Oob and like tying off the idea that like Goku wrapped it for the audience, but not for the characters. What if Oob in his very genuine way is just like, yeah, you're the only people my age. Like, I don't really know anybody else my age. And Goku is always talking about how cool you are and how proud of you he is. And so I figured like it would be a chance for us to get to know each other and become friends. Yeah. And like, and it's that moment of Goten going like, going like, wait, he said, he said, what? I, I, I don't want to give Goten the wait he said what, but I do want Goten to hear it and like wrestle with it quietly facing the other direction. Yeah. Maybe freeze what he's doing and then like pause and Trunks look back at him because he knows what is like, okay, well, you didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's a fun little bit. And then then maybe Trunks, who I think is a little Trunks seems like he can be more emotionally intelligent at times. <laughs> Does that track or yeah? No? I th- I, th- I think I think they both are, but in different ways. I think they would like mm-hmm. cover each other's gaps. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. So maybe maybe Trunks hits with like the hey, like okay, if you don't have anywhere else to go, you if you don't if you know if you, this is a good time to meet people. I'm Trunks. Like it's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, I, I could see it being a thing where like at first they're both sort of like go away. This is our friend time, you know. And then like mm-hmm. um, it's like, well, what are you having your friend time for? Like, didn't you just have the tournament? Don't you want like, to go home and like relax? And then they're sort of like, we both just felt like we needed a little trip to clear our heads or something. And Oob's like, yeah, I get that. Like, I, I, I could use that sometimes too. And that's sort of sort of like maybe like starts starts the branch of them maybe like relating to each other and begin like whatever. And then I think a fun thing to to also add to this, like, because I think. Y'all have already covered like reasons why they might invite Oob along, but also we could do one 
that's purely like survival based where it's like well like um in case you have any difficulties fishing or finding things to eat like i can make candy (laughs) (laughs) and they're like fuck he's right all right he's with us bring the chef along let's go yeah oh what if it's just literally like what if that's the the punchline to the scene is like they have all of this and then Goten's belly, like Goten has that very Goku like belly grumble. <laughs> and like, I can make a cup. Did you want a cupcake? <laughs> yes. I would love a cupcake. Yeah. Yes. And, okay, it would be also funny too because I feel like Trunks is the, of the two. Goten, I feel like from what I remember of the last, the way we ended the, the Four Schools saga. Goten has some stuff on his mind, but he's, like, not in, like, a bad mood, per se. But Trunks is in kind of a dour spot, and so <laughs> I could see Trunks being more like, Get out of here, leave us alone. And Goten's like, I'm not turning away the candy guy. He made me a cupcake. I want him hanging out with us for the rest of this trip. I <laughs> Go- Goten hits, him, hits Oob with the, can we, can I, can I talk with, uh, with my buddy here real quick? Thank you, thank you. Don't fuck this up for me. Give me the cupcake. <laughs> My, right. see, yeah, Godan, Godan's like, Chi-Chi always is there limiting what I can eat. This is the chance for me to pig out for a whole weekend or however long they're planning on being gone. Like, I don't care. I don't want to deal with this extra guy. And Goten is like, listen, you know what I, you know what's in the snack drawer of my house? Fruit leather. Fucking granola. <laughs> it's granola. It's red vines. And it's Charleston shoes. I can't live like this. What's your favorite candy? Trunks, what is your favorite candy? Trunks is like, I like a take five. Can you make a take five? Uber makes Uber produces a perfect legally distinct take five. I can also make a take six if you want it. <laughs> You can invent things. Home. Okay, hold on. Now we've established we 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 we, we could go from that scene to them around the fire making like pizza oh. and you like making their fucking fish or whatever. And and they're like, so you can make candy. What else can you make? Like, what else can you do with that? Like, I don't know, like cupcakes, like baked goods. Okay, does it all have to be sweet? How many different things can you make yes, at once? I would <laughs> I like, would love if we get scenes throughout the saga of them like during their like hangout time, sort of like through. Goten's sweet tooth and their all three of their general curiosity and like Oob still thinking about the things he learned from Urine and all that during the tournament. Like they're kind of like, huh? Like what are the limits of your abilities? Because they're all mm-hmm. Dragon Ball characters, right? They're always looking for the limit yeah. and pushing through it. And so like every few scenes, we get them hanging out, and it's like, well, could you make this or could you make that <laughs> or like does it have to be something that already exists? Could you make a new like uh, mm-hmm, infection? Mm-hmm. You know? And so like that that's kind of like a a, a cute little like button to return to during at the beginning of end or of downtime scenes you know like yeah yeah. so i have a i have a follow-up scene that introduces a big plot point let's go so we established i think like day one they're just on the side of the road they build like a very small campfire day two like it is it is windy it is rough outside and so they're like we need a place to stay and i love the suggestion that you threw that that got thrown out earlier that they are like ga- like cutting down trees to build a cabin in the woods and i think that what ha- i think that is what attracts the attention of Android 17. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> and that gives us a little bit of like a mini fight that is like a really fun fight scene 
with a fun twist because all three of the all three of the kids are like trying to mask their power level and like yeah. trying not to engage and Andrew mm -hmm. 17 is just like oh well they're for like they're deforesting my forest I got to go kick yeah. their asses okay but like as, have, as we have... build into that we can have Goten like who has done some research on stuff who is a smarter individual like they go to some tree to like knock it down and go and you get in the montage goten going like no 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 no, and like pointing up to like a a bird that's in that tree or whatever and like they move the birds to another tree and like they're like being careful about it so that's why 17 doesn't actually kill them i i do have a potential either it's a joke before this or it's a solution to the deforestation problem it, uh oob uses his abilities to make a gingerbread house Oh, so they, they build a wooden structure and then they actually then they fill like the, the walls of the gingerbread house. Yeah, I just I just love like put, picture in your mind like Toriyama's art and then picture a gingerbread house in the woods and just like that's so like cute and idyllic. I love it. Let's let's get into this little scrap they have with seventeen a little yeah. bit as they're like originally going in to make the wooden cabin. I I love, okay, I love the idea that, like, so, unless you have something before this, I love the idea of Seventeen sort of, like, they're about to, like, you know, the Trunks or Goten's, like, charging up to, like, kind of, like, knife-edge chop a, a tree down, and then Seventeen bursts in out of nowhere and kicks them out of the air, and the other one's like, Seventeen, like, it's us, don't you recognize us? He's like, oh, that's not the problem. What you're doing is the problem. I know who you are. Like, yeah, just like, he gets to deliver it in that monotone of just like the, like the 17, it's us. It's not the problem. The problem is like, his monotone's the funniest fucking part about yeah. all that. And you get him like flying, doing a big kick. Because like, my first thought was like, well, like, why would he fight like his friend's kids? But it's just like, he's just matter of fact of like, it, it, the, the flying kick is his version of just like grabbing them by the scruff and picking them up. It's like, knock it off. And maybe he even does that exact thing after the kick. He like picks them up by their neck and it's just like, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I think like a big thing about the fight for me is that it's a two part thing of like Goten, Trunks and Oob are very markedly not using offense against 17 because they're in part because they're trying to mask their power levels and in part because uh, like they don't want it like Jackie Chan style. They don't want any trouble. And yeah. the important the other half of that is that Android 17 does not care. <laughs> like Android 17 <laughs> is fully cognizant of the fact that they are not trying to fight him mm -hmm. and is like, well, that just means I'm going to win the fight earlier. And it'd be great too if if Oob is sort of like being the more like um, mature part of the trio and is sort of like trying to appeal to Android 17's like, you know, better nature and guilt. And he's like, hey man, like they're just kids. And he's like, yeah, right. They're Goku and Vegeta's kids. They can handle this. Like, <laughs> like, cause we do, cause 17 wouldn't just like beat up any other kid yeah, in the yeah. forest, but because he knows mm -hmm. who they are, he's like, I can teach you a lesson this way. Like <laughs> he's like, he's been knocked back and it's like sitting up in the, in the ground and like pushing his sleeves up as he says that. <laughs> and he's like, and you, you're, you used to be Boo, right? Okay. <laughs> Blam! <laughs> Big fucking charge. How do they? How do they de deescalate? Is it a? <laughs> I think. I think that you had the perfect note of like Goten somehow demonstrating to Seventeen that like he, like, was taking care in the way mm -hmm. he was doing it. Like, I know exactly how it plays out. Mm-hmm. 
one of these big charges, right? Like 17, like they're on the ropes, right? Like they've been they've been running from 17 this whole fight. And 17 is like powering up one of his like sick ass energy field attacks. Like I love the way that like the androids in Cell have that like mm-hmm. neon green energy field is their like attack method. And he's building up one of these big energy orb attacks or these big like field attacks. And he's about to just like whip it. Goten like flies in front of it and like shields it and puts up his hands to be like no stop look and like points up and there is like that nest that you described he's like I moved it I moved it because we were chopping down the tree and I wanted to make sure that their home was okay and 17 just stops and goes huh that was very thoughtful of you (laughs) he's like all right, I won't. I won't kill you, but take care of the. You can't cut down any more trees, and that's and what that's the gingerbread like. House I have a different. Yeah, so Gordon's like, but how are we going to finish our house? We only put up this many. We only just built the framework, and then Ub is like, I think I got it, and then gingerbread house. Bam. Fucking good. Yeah. Fucking good. Okay, so then, so then they're all hanging out in or in the front lawn of the gingerbread house, and Seventeen's like, so what are you kids doing out here? Don't you live in West City? Like, where are your chaperones? Mm-hmm. And then go to and trust like, we don't need chaperones. And then kind of like, again, like reinforcing the whole point of the saga. Like, like mm-hmm. we don't need our adults. We're out here doing that. He's like, he's like, but what are you doing? Like, and then, um, you know, they could maybe sort of fill him in of like, you know, well, like we needed a little breather from uh, life as we normally know it. And we're here to enjoy nature, whatever else. And he's like, all right, well, just be careful because there have been a lot of like poachers around and like, I see, I guess this is this kind of where we need to decide what we want the main thrust of the thing to be. And unless, honestly, I can kind of, well, I think it'll be better if we make sort of like a, if we come up with a larger plot thrust. But I can also kind of see in some ways this saga working with just like a series of vignettes about life in the in the it, woods with these characters. It, like, it, it reminds me very specifically of the post- Raditz pre-Vegeta Gohan arc and I think that that yes that's like a very deliberate I think that's a very deliberate story decision yeah is like is like the the pre-Gohan the pre-Raditz or the post-Raditz pre-Vegeta Gohan storyline where Piccolo threw him into the woods (laughs) um is exactly like you're describing it really is just Gohan like going like hanging out and going on weird adventures for a while like he hangs yeah. out with that robot and like the, that that building of teens befriends a dinosaur like i think it is that vibe of like we're seeing these characters and there's not really like a clean because i think that also puts it in such a nice contrast to so much of dragon ball style storytelling where it's like this is the thing that needs to be reacted to and now we're kind of watching kind of watching the thing kind of like map out yeah so so one way one one through line idea of getting us to any adventures we want to do while we're having them kind of like you know exist in the world and enjoy this trip together and also grow as people and figure out their what they want to do next with their lives yada 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 is um when android 17 is like um just keep an eye out there's a lot of poachers here and it's like, say, like, I could always use an extra set of bodies. Like, what, what, what say you to being, if what if I deputize you three as my junior park rangers? And then, like, all the adventures they get into for the saga are because of their duties as deputy junior park rangers. Like, I like that. And they all get little jackets that say MIR on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get the jackets and armbands that he's got and whatever else. And, like, yeah. Because one thing I thought of in particular 
which could tie into the boo thing. And I think that like the the boo thing could be a very I mean, I guess we could make it as long or short of a thing as we want to, but I'm just, I'll just start spitting out my ideas about it to y'all. I have an idea where it's sort of like one of the things that 17 is telling them or doing is like, I know there's been a bunch of poachers around, yada yada, and then he sees at some point that these poachers, we get a scene from the poachers' perspective, I think, where it's like you just see a big round um, shape in like the base of a waterfall, and they're coming up with the guns, and it's like, I told you this is the perfect spot. Look at that. You ever seen a hippo so big? Blah, blah, blah. And like 17's kind of like ears perk up, and he like notices that like he can he can tell that's boo, but they can't. And so 17 is deliberately like, oh sh- man, I gotta go deal with this because if like if they're not careful, they can get themselves killed. Like, which mm-hmm. obviously he doesn't he wouldn't feel super sorry for them, but he also doesn't want like people like dying unnecessarily in his in his kind of forest reserve. They get so, themselves killed in a way that damages the forest. <laughs> yeah. So so seventeen is going to um intervene in this to save the lives of the poachers while also probably demonstrating a lesson of like look at what you were about to shoot at and then boop house up like hi, you know, like whatever else and like whoa mm-hmm. and they run up, but whatever. So like all that being said, I think it would also be interesting if this is something I started kind of mulling around in my head when we started talking about this saga. You know how there's like the the Red Ribbon Army that keeps kind of cropping back up and up and up again over the course of Dragon Ball history? And I yeah. think about like in today's world, one of the things that we unfortunately have to deal with is these sort of like citizens who are like wannabe military people and they sort of like are forming these little like militias and they're like you know like oh like we love yada yada but they're actually just like dudes like what if there's a red ribbon militia of like wannabe red ribbon army guys and those are the ones that like are the poachers is that anything i could dig that i could dig that i could dig like they're the like the red ribbon militia which are just like some absolutely whack dudes who think they're a lot cooler than they are yeah just stealing the kind of visual language and um and they don't have powers they don't have the 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 funds but like they're just like oh yeah red means we we can do what we want we can do whatever we please that's not they're a a parallel to all the people in the real world who are like oh they're lucky i'm not in the war because if i got the gun i'd do this and whatever else that you know you know that guy so like Mm -hmm. Um, I think that that would be a very easy, natural pairing. Not that, like, poachers just in general aren't, but I feel like that maybe gives them a little bit more texture. Um, but I think that that kind of enemy is, like, an easy one for, like, Go Ted Trucks and Oob to come up against in a setting like this. Can I also throw out a joke uh, that that segues, that, like, introduces them hunt the poachers going on a poaching hunt like the audience is introduced to like they we see them being like we're targeting this hippo it's the biggest thing we've ever seen and then what the audience sees because i was in my head like why is boo out here and i've decided that it the funniest option is that after the tournament we just see that it is literally hercule satan and boo having a picnic oh that's very good <laughs> I, I i i forgot to mention i had an idea for it i was thinking that um that boo had like either was hogging bath time at Hercule's house or had broken the tub or something. And so then he was taking a bath in the waterfall. But I like the picnic idea too. And it's just literally Hercule and the dog. Like Hercule and the dog just kind of walk off and Boo's like, Boo, take bath. 
And, and th- this this is good though that you included Hercule because I one of the things I was thinking about of like when I was saying that we can make it as small or as big of a thing as we want to. I would kind of like to see some oob and boo interactions, and I think that you can get something out of Hercule being there too because like first it could just be like oh hey like we fought in the tournament and then you get to have like Hercule and oh fuck I just thought of an amazing payoff. Um, whenever Hercule's mm-hmm. gonna exit the saga for the last time, he should ask Oob for his autograph. That's, that's great. That's, that's cool. That's cool. This this rowdy band of Goten, Trunks, Oob, Seventeen, and Hercule is such a painting. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I love this this little boo arc that we've described. What are some other situations? Do they maybe in a way to mimic that? the arc of them of Gohan running up against the uh, running. You, do you know what I'm talking about? Where like Gohan finds that like hospital full of kids. Yeah. 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 Can we do something similar? Can Goten meet an old man in the woods, a man who is like a, you know, older than his brother by maybe 10 or 15 years. And it's the guy from that episode. I watched this episode recently, so it's more, it's brighter in my head, but in that episode, there's like, a older teen who's protecting a building full of younger kids. And uh, they're like, no adults can be here. Like, no. And they, they like throw rocks and attack any adults that come through and try to like pick up these kids. And all the adults there are like, hi, you're a, a, a swarm of children in an abandoned building. We have food and water and everything back here. Like we can take care of you. And like, they're just like full on like, no, no, no. And like the, the teen kid, like after talking to, Go Gohan, because Gohan's talking about like, oh yeah, I love my mom. I've got this, yada yada. The kids like, I'm the teens like, I'm keeping all these kids from getting to actually potentially have a life because I want to be, I want to be, have this leadership position and be this little king of a castle. And like, imagining meeting that teen that who's like left that behind that used to did that did that and then went on their own adventures for years and years and years and now they're an adult living in the woods as well there's something compelling about that about like maybe about this guy seeing uh goten who looks so much like gohan and going like you're back it would be very funny if he was like wait a second like you convinced me to grow up and you didn't grow up at all (laughs) and i think the 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 payoff to that or rather the the complication to that is like maybe that kid, like, because he wanted to be, like, a, a leader and he wanted to, like, take care of people, like, mm-hmm. he is, like, a, uh, maybe he's, like, a, he's become his own, like, traveling medic or something. And, like, like there's, that. like, he meets them in the woods. It has that moment of, like, hey, you didn't grow up. And Goten's got to be, like, I'm a different guy. <laughs> And then maybe there is, like, a natural disaster that, like, he is going, that, like, they all work together to, like, adjust, and he maybe works. Like, you see him maybe do what the adults did for those kids in in his teenage episode, which is, like, show up to be, like, I've brought you food and water and can, like, get you shelter and support, and you kind of get to see Goten in particular process, like, what like like what Gohan did and like the side of his brother that he's never quite seen in the way that he did. I like that. I like that a lot. I'm trying to think if there's any sort of way to reverse the setup of the episode you're describing where it's a group of adults who are like, we're out in the woods for a getaway, no kids allowed. 
And like, like um, the, the the only thing I've thought of is like, I don't know if this is like anything we want to go with, but I'm just going to throw it out there. There's like um, kind of real estate sort of dude. Toriyama's the famous enemy uh, who like is looking to buy a portion of this nature reserve or whatever else to make a sort of like um, getaway spot for parents to get away from their kids for a while. And and like and like go go ten trunks and Ub go to investigate this for seventeen because it's like I told that guy to get lost. What's he doing? Like roping off part of the forest again? They go up there, but then they can't get on the grounds because like they're kids and they're not allowed. And like whatever, mm-hmm. I'm just literally just spitballing off of like, oh, what would the reverse be of the thing where they're they're it's all the kids and no adults? It's like, well, all adults and no kids. Like I don't know if I that like actually that is as anything. A comedy but, like, bit a lot. Yeah. I genuinely do like it as a comedy bit, but I am looking at like I I, I like the the emotional bit that uh that that Jeff was pointing at. Oh no, I, I wasn't saying bit. this. I wasn't saying that as, a, as oh. an instead of. I just said like is this ah, is also something this is with a, this. this is a separate this is a separate arc that features yeah. a group of adults that have cord. Hell yeah! Okay, okay. <sighs> yeah, I don't know what you do with that. Maybe it literally is just like a gag, but like it was something that I I thought of. W- one thing I. It's them trying to get in over and over and over and trying to find new ways to pretend to be older. Yeah, and like maybe the way that you make that actually like worth our time instead of just like look how silly this is is like you are using that to explore what their the characters like preconceived notions of adulthood are, like, mm-hmm. and so it's like well like they have to let me in now I'm taller or they have to let me in now I have a fake mustache or even like I'm talking in a professional voice you know and and then like they're learning that like none of those things are enough and so it's like well what does it what does it mean to be grown up you know like that sort of thing um mm-hmm. yeah i wonder where we were we've talked about goten a lot here but i want to dig into trunks a little bit yes trunks is like wrestling with like trucks trunks had been in that darker spot of like i don't know if i want to fight for the rest of my life and also the like Hey, what do I do about the fact that I personally know me in the future? Yeah, I, I, I know for I know one thing I want to touch on with the first one. And I have like half of a thing that I want to touch on mm-hmm. the second one with. My first thing is that I think one of the reasons Trunks might I don't know exactly how he addresses, but I think one of the reasons that Trunks might feel weird about having killed Alec is that if someone had killed his mom and dad, he would want to kill them, too. And so mm-hmm. the thing of like him being like, well, yes feel like I it was okay that I killed Alec because he was endangering everybody but also like I kind of also understand him a little bit and like mm-hmm. then someone would kill me if if they killed mom and dad and then I killed them and then they killed me you know, it's just like sort of like that sort of yeah. thing of like was cycle of violence yeah 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 like I think he would have thoughts about like what he and Alec what he did to Alec in that realm this is one of those nighttime, like, kind of fire conversations. Yeah. Um, Inside their little gingerbread house. The thing about the original, like, sort of, like, future destiny with, like, you know, future trunks, the only note I want to hit on that is, like, I think we kind of were already looking at this, but I just want to, like, remind uh, ourselves and the listener that one of the things we want to play off of is the idea, since we're all talking about characters with sort of, like, you know, like, their, like, destiny or expectations or whatever else, like, 17 was made for a specific purpose as an android, and specifically, he was part of Trunks's original future destiny. Mm-hmm. So, like again, I don't know what we do with that, but I think there's something there. Like, I think there might be a night when like Seventeen has come back to check in on them, and Trunks is up late, 
and maybe just like swinging the sword around and uh, because he has that marble sword that he he got right that he was like he's like is this what I want to deal with and like uh, 17 kind of jump scares him and they have a moment where they're standing there over the fire like with the fire in the foreground and the two of them on either side of it in the background and like it is symbolic of those like uh the the story of future trunks movies you know like instead of a burning car it's a fire pit and like they are out here as two different people i love all of that i want to pitch and add on to that and like a way into that mm-hmm. um what if what we set up at the beginning of the the meeting 17 is that trunks is kind of either scared of 17 or doesn't fully trust him or both and then what happens is we sort of we see that and it plays out in their interactions whatever else because like 17 is like their parents friend but he hasn't really spent a lot of time around the kids Mm. like so he would be kind of an unknown factor still and trunks knows i assume to some degree that like in the future you killed everybody and i had to fight you and you whatever like and so like um i think you build in that trunks is feels a little scared around 17 and doesn't trust him and then like um, this night you're talking about, um, mm-hmm. when he's pressing the sword, like, Seventeen, like, shows his face, and Trunks is like, his immediate thought was like, I knew it, like, he's, he was waiting for us to get comfortable, and now he's here to, like, do something mm-hmm. bad. And then they had that tense standoff over the fire, but then he comes to realize that Seventeen is, like, a cool guy. Oh, see, I actually want to build off of that, and, like, they have this stare down, Seventeen then shows himself to be like a peaceful like person. Like Shove comes, sits down, maybe like gives them, maybe like shows that he went out and like got them dinner. Like does something to be like to be like I'm I'm here. Like while you're in my woods, I'm taking care of you. And then the build off of that, like this is a this is a good single episode thing. Is like the next day, I think Trunks kind of confronts him a little bit. Not like verbally, but is like is like spar with me, like fight me, like I like kind of being like a, I'm ready to fight you to kind of be like I have to confront my fears a little bit. It also allows it to, it also kind of allows some of that Dragon Ball like fight conversation of him to kind of explicitly say like I was built with a purpose. I chose to deny that purpose, and now I'm making my own destiny. Like the future that we were shown has never been in has never been fixed we can always go and all of this conversation is happening while trunks is like awkwardly at first but very quickly like grasping how to use the sword in a really competent Mm -hmm. way but like and 17 is throwing out energy field blasts and like they're having this fight but they're having this really like mentor conversation about this theme Mm -hmm. of like we were shown a future that future is completely in flux. Like, we can reject this if we like. You just have to make the decision to do that yourself. That's cool. And, and I don't know, A, a I realize right now we gave them all the MIR jackets, so we have trunks in a jacket. Like, we have looking like future trunks oh, nice. more, right? Yeah. Like, that's one of those separations that there always is, if kid trunks doesn't wear the jacket. But, like, they're, like, he's in there, and, like, kid trunks can, like, trunks can shoot back with, like, well, you didn't have to meet the other you like you didn't have. To, it's easy to say that when you, you know, your future is different. Like and you've you are the result of that. What's even great is that he then can fire back with like, I was the future version of me. Mm-hmm. Like I was on the path to do those things. Like I 
And we get flashes of, like, the Android Saga battle, right? We see the shot of 18 kicking Vegeta in the arm and the sick one of one of Jeff Stormer's favorite moments in Dragon Ball. You see that, he's like, <laughs> I was that person. I was fully ready to embrace my future, and then circumstances changed it. it it'd also be interesting, I think, to point out that, like, yeah, because, like, like you said, like, you know, to your point, like, you didn't, you didn't have to meet him and Jack and like I was him. Seventeen, like I mean, that could also probably. Well, I don't know how much he actually knows about any of this shit, but but I'll just point out as me then. By the time that Trunks met Future Trunks, it was already a very different Future Trunks, basically mm-hmm. because of because they had changed things to that degree. You know, like he's mm-hmm. he still lived through all that stuff that happened, but like his life was then different. Like mm-hmm. um, he wasn't. He was no longer a Future Trunks that was like. Well, I guess then it kind of depends. Like, yeah, he kind of just went back to... They, I think they had a time period, at least, where it wasn't all shitty between uh, the androids and Goku Black. I think they had a time of peace somewhere in there. I genuinely don't know. I, don't I think remember. it's been fucked forever, yeah. and they just, like, slowly rebuild. Like, not... Like, rebuilding in, like, the vaguest of ways. Not in a way that is rebuilding a city. Yeah. But I think one thing that Seventeen could, like, could kind of hit Trunks with, too, at some point... Is like because Trunks is sort of treating Seventeen like you are the future you, and Seventeen like are you the future you? Like, and mm-hmm. just sort of like putting that back on him. Like, and they try to say, oh yeah, like I I consider that guy a different me. So like, why would this guy not be a different him? Like, and it I think that this fight can end, and like this conversation can end, and Trunks like takes off the jacket and like maybe just puts on the armband, but like doesn't have the jacket on to showcase that like i'm not this person like yeah and then the camera can sit there on the jacket next to the fire at night as like the (laughs) dawn is rising gamers we took a quick bio break and by now you may be noticing that this episode is longer than what you anticipated it to be and that's because why not finish it up with a a full length, a, a big, a big boy. This final arc is one episode because we want to, and we can. So I have a storyline I'd love to throw out, or like a like a, a development that I'd love to throw out. Yes, yes, yes. Hit me, hit me. Since hit we're me. kind of having these characters like confront things and get it and getting into kind of a little bit of emotional territory, I think that we've set the seeds between this saga and the last for like a really good emotional confrontation that i think will be really interesting i'm listening we established last uh, last saga that oob that oob like gained boo's memories you're right (laughs) which means that like oob knows what horrible things boo did and suddenly majin boo is like there is like next is like at the campsite next door (laughs) So what you're saying is that is that Oob is the uh, the the eager Gen Z person on Twitter canceling people for liking movies <laughs> that have sex scenes in them, and Oob is like, and Majin Buu's like, I don't even know what you're talking like a about. Cool, yeah, like a cool, edgy, like what I'm, what that's what I'm going for is like Majin Buu. <laughs> Majin Buu is getting canceled for Twitter takes. I think it would be really interesting as we're like mapping out these sorts of. Like, like interesting characters kind of engaging with like their legacy and like yeah. who they're meant to be and all that to have Oob yeah. kind of break away mm-hmm. and have an episode that is like 
Oob, and we established also that Boo, like, was aware, like, during the tournament, was, like, aware of Oob. And, like, so there's definitely, like, a moment, I think, and you could even maybe build in, like, a subplot where the other characters are, like, effectively doing the Dragon Ball equivalent of, like, hold me back, hold me back. <laughs> I would love to like, do a thing... <laughs> Where Oob think or Majin Buu thinks Oob is his son. Go ahead. <laughs> I think. Oh my god, <laughs> that's really funny. That's really funny. I think there's a great possibility for Oob to kind of just show up and be like, in the same along the same lines of Trunks and Seventeen. Trunks being like, I have to confront the me that I could be in the future. This is Oob kind of being like, I have to confront the being that I was in the past. A little bit and be like like this is this is what i could be this is the the me that i could be this is a in another time this is what i this is like what i wrought and kind of like confront that and also kind of like by extension pull that a little bit pull a little bit of like um closure from that of like oh well i see what i see what you are now and, like, I understand that, like, you weren't always purely destructive. You could have a moment where, like, Oob is, like, legitimately attacking Boo. And, like, Boo, you know, throws, throws him back. But, like, Oob is, like, legitimately just stronger than Boo. That's just true, right? Like. Yeah, because he's Kid Boo reincarnated. And that's more powerful than Majin Boo. You could have. Oob about to take like a pretty mean shot and then Hercule who's come back to check on Boo like jumps in front like the two arms out and like then Hercule can get a big like uh, he may have been bad in the past but he's not bad anymore he's my friend here's here's a couple things I want to throw onto this pile Um, one is that Oob would know from exposure to Goku and everyone else that Boo is currently like all you know cuddly and nice and he's the good boo and he's literally literally separated from the bad parts of himself that did all those things right but i think that so i think in order to justify this moment that i do think is good of oob starting a fight with him i think you have to give him reason to think that like boo is still capable of being monstrous in that way like Mm. um however we want to get to that but the other thing i want to throw in there is that um jeff is sort of brought me back to something I had forgotten that I wanted to do with this last arc with Oob, but I remember now, which is that I want to explore the fact that, so Goku wishes for Kid Buu to come back as a good person, right? And mm-hmm. and Oob knows that. And I think it'd be really interesting to explore a character, especially a young character, who literally, like, his conception of himself is, I was wished to be a good person, so I am a good person. And, like, I think that character should have to grapple with the fact that, like, I think he might grow up thinking that means he's not capable of doing bad things and he would have to register that like, oh, good people can do bad things too. And so I think what this could do is you could tie these things together perfectly where he doesn't trust Boo. Boo appears like he's going to do something bad. Oob attacks him. Hercule is the one that talks sense into him. And then Oob has to grab with like, oh, like I'm, I'm the good person version of Kid Boo, but I still almost did something bad. Yeah, I like that. So we've established the Red Ribbon Militia is out here being fuckheads. We also established that Alec did get marginized by somebody. That's true. I want to pitch to you that Oob has had a, like a chance meeting in the woods with somebody from Red Ribbon. 
uh, and was like, you know, going to be like, hey, get the fuck out of here. And they were like, they recognized Oob. And they talked to them and they're like, oh, yes, you know, like, and, like the, the thing is, like, they are part of whatever, like, kind of fucking cult was marginalizing people. You know what I mean? And he's he starts filling Boo's head with like, oh, yeah, you're Boo or Oob. Boo over there. That's the yeah, you, you're Oob. I, I you know, you're you used to be Kid Boo and, you know, you're the good part of him. Right. You're the good part of Kid Boo. That means the bad part had to go somewhere. Right. And that other guy over there, like. Well, he's if you're the good part, what is he? Or if he's the good part, what are you? Like just trying to get get into this kid's head. I I have a, a follow up proposal. Like I have a uh, mm. to build off of that. This is uh yeah. this is Red Ribbon Militia member Lieutenant Itabab. <laughs> now, okay, here's a wrinkle on this. Is this a relative of Bobadies, or is it a human? that happened to find Bobbity's notes or something. And like, so I, I have a pitch list either way, because during my research on like, when are all the times that they wished, wished for people to come back? I found a wish in there that I forgot about, which is that they erased everyone's memories of the Majin Buu incidents besides themselves, basically. Like Goku and all his oh friends God. remember, but everyone else on Earth forgot that Majin Buu was even a thing. So what you could do is that if it's a relative of Bobbity or even a person, but I think it's more compelling if it's a relative of Bobbity for this reason, what it is is that they erased all the memories of Majin Buu, but they didn't forget Bobbity. And then they go like looking for any trace of their like father, brother, cousin, whatever the relation mm-hmm. is, and they find maybe like the old spaceship or they find notes, and then they learn about Buu through that. And then they mm-hmm. piece together the rest of it. Does that make well, sense? Yeah, and here's and that, that also gets into like Alec being driven even more up the fucking wall because he remembers his parents, but doesn't remember what happened, right? Oh, yeah, true. And then this person could, like, fill Alec in. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. And 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 uh, pulling on that to the furthest, uh, what I want to propose, because um, this isn't technical, this is, like, a little bit of, like, rules funky, but I think that, like, playing funky with the Dragon Ball rules is kind of, like, uh, a time-honored tradition. Yeah. I think when they wished, I'm going to propose that when they wished for... When they wished for Oob to come back to life as a new person, it by default also wished Bibbity and Bobbity to come back as, like, humans. They just, like, they just appeared, and, like, Lieutenant Itabab is literally the re- human reincarnation of Bobbity in the same way that Oob is Boo. And, like, and like him, remem- him, like, finding out all of this is literally him being like, oh, I'm, this is me. I did this. I could do this again. I should do this again <laughs> to hammer home the just because your wish to come back good does not make you good. Mm-hmm. I'm interested in this. Itabab gets in Oob's head. Oob goes over and tries to attack Boo. Uh, Hercule stands in the way, blocking that. Oob and Boo and Hercule talk it over. And then Oob goes back to Itabab. And does he kill him? Oh, I have another proposal that is, I think, yeah. I think there's a great payoff to this where, because we've established one of the defining qualities of Oob is that he's very genuine, right? Like he's mm-hmm. very, it, and it kind of follows a little bit. It's like a, there's a little bit of Goku in that, right? Like he's very mm-hmm. emotional. He's very like bright and sunny. And I mm-hmm. like the idea that, um, I, I think what I want to propose is that Oob does not 
kill Itabab, but does, like, casually let slip, like, well, I was talking to, and, like, happens to point in the direction of Itabab, like, hiding, like, hiding in the woods watching this, and Boo, Majin Boo just, like, gets the scrunchy face and flies in that direction, and, uh... And Not even <laughs> fast, just, like, t- legs pick up and then slowly begins moving through the woods. <laughs> you just see Itabab be like, oh, 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 fuck, oh, I gotta go. A dead by daylight monster <laughs> pursuing... Uh, I believe you mean Dragon Ball of the Breakers. Yes, and there you go. <laughs> you're right, you're right, you're right. I'm a fool. <laughs> this is great. I, I like this. I like this little scene here, this this little episode. Do we have more that we want to get into? Do we want to flash back now? Obviously, here, here as we're like talking more and like seeing how everyone is kind of living in these this conflictless arc. Oh, the thing that I like about it is, like, I like that it's a conflictless arc, but I like that it is Dragon Ball structure where, like, fights, dramatic fight scenes are still, mm-hmm. like, the anchors of episodes. It's, like, a neat approach. I, I am I am really enjoying it. Do you think that 17 and 18 talk at all during this? Do you think 17 <laughs> lets, like, slip that, like, he's <laughs> that he's deputized these three? Or do you think, like, I'm imagining a, a family dinner. We've invited seventeen over. It's Krillin, eighteen, Marin, and seventeen is is invited. And seventeen shows up and has mentioned that he's hired three new people as as temp workers. I I want to uh, the detail because we didn't play this through this. We didn't play through this saga, or we didn't play through this filler episode. But like we do get the, we do get the we do get a beat where like seventeen arrives for this dinner. And Krillin will not shut the fuck up about theory. Like Krillin has been radicalized and will. We not. did. We did do that episode. We did. We did do Jocko and uh, and Krillin radicalized. Did we? I couldn't remember if we had like played it out in detail. But I do. Think you that- you quoted a Simpsons guy who would fly in and get people. <laughs> yes, and take right. Them out. Fan guy. Yes. I think Krillin at this point in the family dinner will not shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and we get a moment where like Krillin is just rattling on and 17 just like throws him a, like throws him that like uh, like we get a close up on the eyes and Krillin pale skin shut the fuck up. <laughs> we are having a nice dinner. Do you think he he outs Goten Trunks and uh I think 18 can tell that 17 is is holding something back and you have like you have that joke that is a what if a fight was not carried out by fists? Like, what if a fight was holding back a lie during a conversation? I love an entire episode that is that, like, a tense family dinner structured like a DBC yeah. fight. I've, I've, I've got something on the 17 note, too, because I was thinking, like, <laughs> you know, it works totally fine to have it be where 17 is sort of the established person and these young people come into his life for, you know, a couple weeks or however long this is, and then, like, they all kind of come out of it changed, but he stays the same. But I was kind of like, oh, it'd be nice if we found a way for, like, this experience to change 17, too. And I thought of one. What if it's a thing where 17, he has his relationship with 18 and he will occasionally, you know, spend time with 18 and curl and whatever else. But he's like, he doesn't, I, for whatever reason, like he doesn't always feel comfortable around Marin. Like if it's like a, like, I don't really like kids situation or like mm-hmm. something like that. 
and then to where like by by spending time with these three dorks for however long he does then like it it sort of like opens him up more to like being an uncle mm-hmm. i like that and the a thing i would like to do is i don't know if i want like like if they at the end of this arc they all leave this job i kind of am interested in what if trunks stays on what if Trunks works with 17 and like they do learn from each other in that way over time? I think that's a good that's like and I feel like that that like naturally brings us to I guess my one question is like, do we are we are we satisfied with like Goten's exploration of self in this journey or do we want to see a little bit more from Goten? I think we I think we need to see a little bit more. And here's my idea for where we go with the climax. So we've done all these things. We've had all these adventures uh, and then. The end of the saga comes and it's like, okay, we let y'all have your space, we whatever, but and then whether it's because like school is coming up or it's simply like you've just been gone too long and it's time to come home, whatever. Goku and Vegeta show up in the forest. I love school is coming up and I love it being specifically playing off of that beat from the very, very beginning of what we were building. I love that it's school that is coming up and I love that it's Goku that says that. Because yeah. it's the ultimate, mm-hmm. like, I'm meeting, Ch- I am meeting Chi-Chi halfway. Yeah. Like, it yeah. is the ultimate sign of, like, growth in their relationship. Is he's like, school is coming up and it is important that you go. Yeah. And and so what I'm envisioning is that Goku and Vegeta both show up in the forest. And and then it becomes a thing of, like, Goten's got to talk to Goku and Trunks got to talk to Vegeta. And they both are going to, like, figure this out one way or another. And I think for my vision for, like, Trunks and Vegeta, you know the scenes where Trunks gets kind of, like, quiet and like he's got his little crackly voice and he's kind of like well i thought this and like he sort of like stammers out like he's a little bit more just like dad i'm thinking like maybe if it's okay with you i could get a part-time job here with the forest or whatever Mm -hmm. else and vegeta's like yeah sounds great and then trunks like what you don't you're not mad it's gonna distract from my training and then i think because i've been trying to think of what would post king vegeta saga vegeta have to say to trump's and Goten about forging identity identity outside of their family or whatever else. And I think maybe at first Vegeta's like, well, we're... He's not even, like, shitty about it, but it's like, Trunks is like, I want to do this thing with Seventeen in the forest. It's kind of cool out here. And Vegeta's like, well, when will you train? And he's like, I don't know. Maybe I'll train less, or maybe I'll do it while I'm out here, but not at home or whatever. And then, like, Vegeta thinks about it for a second, and is like, all right. And then Trunks is surprised by that, and he goes, like, what, like, you're a proud Saiyan. No one can tell you what to do. And then, like, that's sort of like the note that like those two would wind up on i feel like i think that one would go first because i think it would go easier and then i think you get goten and goku and here's my vision for that conversation there theirs turns out a little bit rockier and goku's like all right goten like this looks fun i'm glad you had a good time and goten fills him in and he's like, oh you see some good catch some good fish i used to do that as a kid yeah yeah all right well son it's time to go home and goten's like i don't want to go home and goku's like uh, uh, and it's a like, Goku's never really had to discipline his kids before, so he's like, uh, well, your mom said I, like, had to bring you home, and I'm really trying to, like, make things work, though, and Goku's like, I don't want to go home, and Goku's, like, getting more and more, he's like, son, like, come on, man, bring me this, and he's like, no, and then he's like, alright, then I'll make you come home, and he gets into his fighting stance, and you think there's gonna be this big Goku-Goten, like, fight, and Goten's like, dad, can we just talk, and Goku's like, huh? Oh, uh, yeah, sure, and then, like, slacks out of the fighting pose, and then and then you get whatever's gonna happen with those two. You have to, like, come over here, sit down. Goten, I think, still wants to compete, still wants to fight, still wants to train. That feels like it's something that I like about Goten. But the, like, 
there is the act of doing it by himself and the act instead is separate from the act of doing it as a family thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yes, fighting is his legacy, but he doesn't want it to be his legacy. He wants it to the legacy he's gotten into. He wants it to be the thing that he likes, the thing that he does. And like, it's hard to do that when your family is all about that, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm interested in like him trying to explain I am. I want to keep fighting, but I don't want to do it with you. It would be funny too, is to say, "I want to keep fighting." Well, great. <laughs> and then, but this, yeah. Well, I, I actually like know a a a a resolution to that mm-hmm. that plays off of the last saga, and I think that like this is like this is like the final moment of this is the final moment of like Gohan, Goku becomes a good father. <laughs> Which is, like, he says all of this, and he's like, I want to keep fighting, like, I like this, I just don't want it to be the defining thing of my life. And Goku, like, I think, like, sits and goes, like, I think I know how I can make that happen. And Goten's like, wait, you what? (laughs) And Goten is as surprised as anybody. And I think that, like, effectively... Goten isn't the first person in Goku's family that has said, I don't want fighting to be the primary thing in my life. <laughs> and he's like, well, then why don't you just like, he's like, and he, I, 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 there's a, there's a needle to thread where this, like, he, he says this, but he doesn't say it in a like, well, then I don't want to raise you away. He says, well, then why don't you go like live with Gohan, like live with your brother and then we'll train, like we'll train in the evenings and you can study with Gohan during the week. That way you can continue your studies and you can we can continue to train together like for fun. And he's like, you would be OK with that? Like you'd be OK with me not like living like in the same house, like living with you in the same house. And he's like, honestly, if it means that if it means that somebody keeps an eye on Gohan because he keeps getting lost in his studies and doesn't leave the house for a week at the time, that seems great to me. That's cute. Because I was thinking specifically, like, how does Gohan fit into this, right? Like, Mm -hmm. and the idea that, like, Gohan represents, like, kind like, represents, like, the idea that, like, Goten, like, has always kind of embodied this place where he's a little bit of, like, the best of Gohan and Goku. And I think this places him as, like, he's going to, like, learn from both of them, but he's going, the thing he's going to learn from Gohan is, like, what it's like to live in this family and not be a fighter. Mm-hmm. I would love a, a a scene where Goku and Vegeta are sort of like the, all four of them are coming back together after these conversations, and like Goku and Vegeta are like kind of trying to wrap their heads around it still, and like make you know like this like but but you're still gonna like be there and and fight if the world needs you, right? And they're like, yeah, it's a chorus, dad, like, whatever. And it's like, okay, but you don't forget how to do the fusion dance because y'all are really strong when you do that. It's like, I know, I know. Like, like a, a kid's, like, you know, parents mm-hmm. being nervous about their kids sort of, you know, changing course or whatever else. And then um, I would love a scene where Goku and Vegeta are sort of maybe, like, walking back down the road and they're sort of both, like, having a bonding moment together as, like, fathers and friends that we've never seen before. Mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, man, like, do you think they're ready for, like, whatever it is they're doing they're getting older they're they're starting to go off the beaten path like do you think they're ready for this and it's like i don't know and then all of a sudden we get a a montage of you know like sort of clinking whatever like the you know the mechanical sounds Mm -hmm. and then the kids 
drive back in the Jeep they fixed, and they, like, uh, stop by on the road a second. It's like, wait a second, what is that? And he's like, oh, yeah, sorry, Dad, I forgot to mention, I borrowed one of Mom's cars. He's like, you did what? And we broke it. You did what? But we fixed it, and now we're driving it back, and we're returning it, just like we got it. And we're going to make sure, we'll make sure to put gas in it before we before we bring it home. <laughs> and then they speed off down the road, and Goku and uh, Vegeta are like, yeah, all right. They'll be all right. I, yeah. I do want there to be a moment even as he believes that his son will be fine, I do want there to be a brief moment. Hey, we get the moment where where Hercule asks Oob for an autograph. We get yes. that final moment and like, yeah, yeah. Oob's eyes go wide. And B, we get a brief moment with Vegeta where like, he's like standing and they're having this like, you're gonna be fine moment and Vegeta does turn to 17 and go, if you let my son get hurt, I will destroy you. Yeah. Like, I should have destroyed you years ago. And so yeah. he's like, well, you can try. So yeah, so Vegeta, Vegeta going, I will destroy you. And 17 going, because that went so well for you the last time. <laughs> and then and then Goku's got to hold Vegeta back or whatever else. Yeah, that's very good. I yeah. want... I as I as much as I I want all both all three of them driving back, but I also want Trunks and Goten driving back alone. I don't know which one is better, because I want them to have a moment together where they like they they like uh they're both now kind of directing in heavily different directions. But I want them to confirm that they won't lose touch. I want them to promise that they won't like they they keep talking to each other and that there is like that they have something special between the two of them. I don't know like. If they like drop Oob off after getting the car and then they like walk out together and have that conversation on the big patio together about how like they are doing different things now for sure. But they are the only two people who really know what it's like to be in each other's heads. Yeah. And there's something like just un unbreakable about that. And and I don't I don't know. Maybe maybe they meet up once a month to like chat or fight or whatever, but they do consistently meet up. Yeah. Yeah. I think we may have done it. I think that's it. Well, thank you. Hold on. Listener. Hold on. Oh, give me one second. <laughs> uh, I'm home. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. <clears throat> Let me get the voice. This is the journey that will never end. The struggle to push beyond all limits and redefine the meaning of power. New and mightier foes will arise. New adventures will begin. And Goten Trunks and their fellow warriors will be ready. Until then, we bid you farewell. And we hit that beautiful pan up over West City as we look to the stars. We look to space. We see the quick shots of everybody in this fucking world talking to each other like getting their final last little epilogue scene in and and it it ends back in that forest on that jacket next to the fire as like the fire is like out it's obviously been out for a while but this is symbolic baby like bada bing dragon ball uber that's a wrap that's a wrap <sighs> chris jeff Thank you for joining me. I know. I'm a little sad. Just like just like Goten and Trunks, our lives will never be the same now that this show's over. Now that this show this has been a fucking blast. It has been a joy. I have been elated to do it, and I will I hope you listener have enjoyed listening to it. And please, if you did, 
share it on whatever social you got chat about it we'd appreciate to see it and because this this meant a lot to us and maybe as we go forward and do other charity streams such like that we can get back together and do some little movies that take place in this time frame yeah that'd be anything is possible i i have some ideas of how we can get the gang back together and do more uh things related to this so we'll we'll see hell yeah um yeah my name is riley hopkins you can find me on tumblr at rev rye bread and that's that's pretty much it make sure to join the moonshot discord so i can see you in there and chat with you there chris yes i'm my name is chris i uh am at topher disgrace on twitter my website is chrisdhutton.com where you can find if you liked my storytelling sensibilities here you can find more of that i write comic books i write podcasts i write i've written films blah blah, blah a bunch of other stuff jeff Hi, everybody. My name is Jeff Stormer. I make things on the internet. Uh, you can find my work at jeffstormer.com. You can find me on Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, all the places at Party of One Pod. Um, and yeah, this was uh, pretty great. This was a pretty great experience. I'm pretty happy with this. Um, and onward to the next saga. I look forward to being absolutely roasted by the angry Dragon Ball fans that insist that we fucked something up and they would have done it so much we- better if they had a podcast. We started this episode with 30 minutes of exact setting on how this is going to happen. <laughs> they can live. Oh. Goodbye, my friends. As a curatoriama said at the end, the final chapter of Dragon Ball Z, this story began with a chance encounter long ago, and now we come at last to the present. From now on, you'll have to see into the world with your own eyes, but maybe that will be even more fun.